Scallywags, scoundrels, rogues, and rebels, Asylum Studios is pleased to present a show that will bend your mind, scramble your morals, and ruin your good taste. This is not a show to take home to your mother and definitely not one for the children. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chaos and Disorder. Technical difficulties ended the streak, but Chaos and Disorder is back. Welcome on in. I am your host with the most, the talent, Rick Flieger. Of course, joined as always by the gray-haired gibberish generator, a man who has forgotten more than you've ever known because, well, dementia, everyone's creepy uncle, Rick Briggs, and over on the ones and twos, comfortably numb and historically dumb, drunk and confused but easily amused, the hipster king, Mr. Alejandro Finkelstein. Oh, that's good with the new board. Oh, yeah. Of course, head on over to Twitter to follow all of Rick's Rick Briggs' systematic attacks on coherence, at Chaos and Disorder. See the results of my Brazilian butt lift on Facebook at Chaos and Disorder Pod. And to be a part of the show, you can send your messages directly to Rick Briggs at his personal email, Briggs Blue Haired Booty Butt Bonanza at AOL.com. Well, thank you for that wonderful introduction, it, Mr. Flieger. It was. It and was. thank you, Andy Frampton, for bringing us in. I've and been sitting on that one for two weeks. I'm excited. I, I, I'm the thrilled. gray-haired gibberish generator. <laughs> I, I did like that. I did like that. Anyway, thanks to Andy Frampton for bringing us in. Real rival lovers for uh, the great music bringing us in. Find them both on Twitter, um, at Real Rival Lovers and at, Bron- at Bronco Swanson. Um you can find us anywhere. Well, not anywhere. Just about. I, You know, I, I've actually put in all kinds of places where you can get podcasts. We come up everywhere. We're how, everywhere. How do they get it? Are they just, I like, stealing it from us? Apparently. Boosting it? They're, Could be. They're boosters. But for real, you can email us at chaosanddisorderpod at gmail.com. Nah, don't send it there. Nobody reads that crap. So, I do, so don't worry about it. So we can't th- read, but I will. So apologies for last week. We uh, we had the board go down finally. That board was almost as old as Briggs, and it finally crashed and burned. So now we got a brand new one, and that's why it just the, the golden pipes now. It sounds so magical coming through this new board. So we're good to go. Now the fortunate thing is last week and then going into this week, nothing's happened. So I, I guess I don't know. We just tell dick jokes for the next hour. I'm not sure what we do, what we talk about, but uh, not 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 a whole lot going on. Yeah, right. There has not been. I mean, especially since last week. I mean, absolutely nothing. No, nah, it's insane. I literally watched paint dry this weekend. Well, that was dumb. There was nothing. Well, there was on. something you could intellectually handle. So that's right. good tasted yummy too i think the most important news we're going to want to talk about the ncaa tournament boring the nfl even more boring the united states senate rick and you know i am i am a political wonk as they will i am a wonk the united states senate unanimously the first the one thing in america we could get together on unanimous unanimously passed a bill ending I forget how you put it. We're keeping daylight saving time forever. We're never turning the clock back. We're never falling back again. Well, actually, I think we are this fall. But then after that, we're never doing it again. November 2023, it starts. Yeah. That's good news. Well, there you go. <laughs> Thank you for that input. This is going to be that kind of show. Great show, guys. See you next <laughs> week. Yeah. I just beg Rick well, Briggs I, to like, interact. It's 24 hours in a day. <laughs> 
<laughs> what a dick. Well, I mean, I get where you're coming from, Rick. I mean, it's monumental that they discuss these kind of things when there's nothing else happening in the <laughs> well, world. It, I mean, there's nothing going on in the world. Prices are not going up. Oil's not going up. There's no wars anywhere. Well, no, Everybody no. just is, is fuzzy bunny land. So we need, I mean, that was the perfect time to start discussing this stuff. <laughs> fuzzy bunny land. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. You got me. <laughs> yeah. No, how about King No Silver his ass, huh? We were both too busy chortling. <laughs> you, you got me. You did, you did do a little chortling, that's for sure. Now, now I agree that perhaps there are bigger fish to fry in the universe right now. I, I will grant you, you that. <laughs> that being said, I can specifically recount every winter since we've been doing this show, which feels like 75 years after tonight. At some point after those clocks turn back, you sitting here, God, Jesus, it uh, drives me nuts. It's dark driving home. It's dark at 530, and now I just tell you that's never going to happen again. And you go, huh, good. I don't believe I've ever that's said nice. that. That's nice. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't believe I've ever said I, that. I believe you've said that in, never. in well, several Well, of course you do because times. you're delusional. <laughs> I'm not delusional. This happens. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, if nothing else, where you look at what's good for society, this is one less, put this in the category of one less thing for Rick Briggs to bitch about. And I think everybody can be happy about that. that that's not a response. <laughs> We're doing a radio show. I, it's, I'm just... Looking at me with disgust and huffing is not a response. I, you know how this works. I, done I this believe before. it was a response. A proper response, quite frankly. I disagree. I'm sorry. I mean, I think they have more important things to worry about than setting the clock back. But they're not going to. That's what's important about it. Yeah, but not till November of 2023. We set it back back in 2022, but once November of 23 gets here, we won't. We're going to bump it ahead next March, and then we're going to leave it there. No, we're going to fall back. Yeah, we'll fall back, and then we'll spring forward. In November of 2022. Right. Yes. And then March of 2023, we do it, put it ahead. Spring ahead. And then in... Then we're there. November of 2023, we leave it there. We leave it alone. Right? Yes. Yes. We just leave it alone. See, he's confused. (laughs) This is why I don't like to elaborate (laughs) on things. Because then he starts wondering what's going on. Well, he starts scratching his beard, which burned out the board last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I do believe it was full of beard hair, hipster beer hair, and beer dead, hair, dead beard dead hair. Dead hair. Yeah, cat litter. Just uh, <laughs> why would he have cat litter in his beard? You tell me, Mister. <laughs> so you're presenting this as fact. That's the old think about. Well, it's what. <laughs> why wouldn't he think, think about, about it? it. <laughs> Mitch told me. Think oh. about it. <laughs> right, well, I, don't, I don't argue with Mitch. All right. Wh- where do we go, Rick, for the NFL or the NCAA tournament? Dealer's choice. Oh, I'll tell you what. Let's go with the NFL right now. Yeah, There's right. been a lot of pretty cool stuff happening. Yeah. It's... It, 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 a lot of nice stuff happened last week, which we didn't even get to talk yeah. about because of our stupid board and his beard dander. Yeah, stupid beard but, dander. Yeah. And but cat litter. What do you think of Russell Wilson in the AFC West, which 
obviously has the best four quarterbacks yeah, he's, as far as, you know, combined for a division. Yeah, he uh, – it's a, it's a great move for Denver, right? I mean, you're talking – I feel like that's a team that was a quarterback away from being a contender. Look, I don't think – Russell Wilson's in the top, for me, in the top 12 quarterbacks in the NFL right now. That being said, he's pretty darn good. And with that defense and with that running game and everything they can do, that team is now a contender. The problem is, you know, players don't think about this, right? Oh, I'm going to go to the AFC West and i got to play Herbert twice and i got to no. play Mahomes, and that's going to impede my ability. They Russell they Wilson relish that. And – Russell Wilson believes he's the best quarterback in the AFC West. I disagree, but I would expect him to believe that, and I'm certain that he does. Look, it's a great move. Horses for quarterbacks. Boy, they gave up a lot, you know, a, a whole lot. These price tags for quarterbacks make sense, but, boy, when you really sit down and look at it, wow. Well, yeah, but, but also you sit down and think about it. As of last year, you think, okay, Russell Wilson's not in the top 12. But now you get them behind a real offensive line. Maybe. They have a Maybe. running game. They've got some weapons on the outside. And all of a sudden, yeah, the, the competition's stiffer. But I, I think, you know, when it comes to guys like that, I think the game becomes more fun. Oh, certainly. You know, certainly. And, and, and the competition is there. I think Denver's really going to challenge. Now, on the other side of the coin, a lot of people saying, oh, they, you know, it was just a stupid move on Seattle's part to get rid of him. They were they were terrible last year. Yeah, they need help. They've got to rebuild, and I think that that is the perfect mix. They get look. They got Noah Fant. I mean, Disley can't stay healthy. He hasn't done no. that for two or three they years. They did resign now. Disley though, so they're going to go with right. both. But now they've got two. Um, and now they got draft capitals, which is what they need. No, so a, I mean, I think it worked out quite well for both of them, really. No, it, it, quarterback for Seattle, I don't know. Yeah, well, and I don't think it matters, right? You're you're trying to lose. You're building up this draft right. capital. A lot of the that pick moves up, so you got a top top five, eight pick next year, plus uh, every pick Denver has until twenty forty six. I believe if I have the compensation package right. Look, I get it. The other part, someday we're going to find out, maybe after he retires, maybe soon, maybe this summer as we get into training camp. Beyond that, they needed to rebuild. The the cupboard was bare, and this was the best way to do it. And really, we forget because we talk about that filthy, stinky, hippie Aaron Rodgers and him doing this nonsense every offseason. Russell Wilson's been a malcontent every offseason oh, for yeah. the last three or four months. She's been hearing all this carrying on about him wanting to be traded. To the day, to the moment that trade happened, I still never believed it was going to happen just because I feel like we've run this back three or four times. So there was something either with management or with Pete Carroll. I, I don't know who – if it was Pete Carroll, they'd probably just fired him. He's 115 years old anyhow. But there was something there. Russell Wilson was not happy there. They needed to rebuild anyhow. So everybody wins, and Denver wins. Denver is a contender in the AFC West right now, even with, with Sandy, San Diego, even with Los Angeles and Kansas City still around. Feel bad for the Raiders, right? They were kind of on the come a little bit, and yeah. now all of a sudden Denver just leapfrogged them. That, that's going to be a heck of a division. Look, I mean, I mean, Pete Carroll's 70 years old, but here's a guy that, that has won them a Super Bowl. They've won 10 games I don't know how many years oh, yeah. in, in running. But, you know, everything was with Pete Carroll was, 
They always had that booming running game, good defense. Right. And then Wilson could take care of whatever else was there. Last year, they didn't have a running game. He was running for his life, and their defense stunk. Yeah. yeah. So there's just way too many gaps to fill. They had to make a move. So I, I think the thing that surprised me more about Seattle is they really haven't made any splash in the free agency market. They got $42 million in yeah. cap space, and they've done nothing. Yeah, I don't know what they're waiting for. They're obviously, I mean, I guess they got draft capital to trade for a quarterback, but who would right. that be? You haven't heard them mentioned in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. No. I mean, we're here in you know, who all – I actually jotted them all down. We can take the Steelers off of that, thankfully. We can talk about that soon. But he's met with the Browns, he's met with the Falcons, he's met with the Saints, he's met with the Panthers. Now I'm hearing San Francisco's coming in, which, which seems odd. Seems very odd. Considering the draft capital they had to give up to move up to get Trey Lance, then the draft capital you'd have to get up to get, I assume you send Lance, then you give up another couple of first rounds to bring in Deshaun Watson. Now you're talking four, five, six first-round picks for Deshaun Watson when you really extrapolate it out. That seems... I guess you always yeah. do your due diligence, right? Maybe, maybe Houston really values Trey Lance, and, and you don't give up as much. I, I no issue, and that's those are just rumors. Hell, it might not even be true, but that seems like an odd move. It, it still that that still baffles me. The amount of teams willing to engage with Deshaun Watson when it's clear the price tag's three first, and yeah, right. the, then you get the three first as your baseline, and yeah, he didn't get charged criminally. I have no, still no confidence he doesn't face a league suspension once all oh, this is Oh, you know Lord Goodell come down with a suspension two days before training camp right. or, or preseason when somebody's already given up the house to bring him in. Yeah. And say, oh, by the way, yeah. you missed this two, 2022 season. Well, that's what I would be worried. I mean, my God, they just gave Calvin Ridley a year for, for doing Gambling a parlay on his FanDuel yeah. account. Right. Which I guess we could talk about too if we wanted to. Well, I I don't know. I, I it, it's funny how he's suspended for a year, but and his name escapes me. The the guy that threw his girlfriend on the bed full of guns and oh Greg Hardy, yeah, Greg Hardy. You had the Ray Rice situation. Yeah, well, of course you had Ray Rice Hunt basically situ- never did play. Yeah, but his suspension but, wasn't a year. He, right, he never never did play again. Right. With the, the video was so horrific. I'm torn on on this Calvin Ridley thing, right? It's like the first rule. The first rule of sports is, and ask Pete Rose about this, is you don't bet on your sport. And you certainly, if you're doing that, you don't bet on your team. But the mitigating circumstances is $1,500. The Falcons piece was a part of a parlay. You know, it's just none of that makes sense. And he wasn't even on the team. No. It, and when you look when you look at the punishments for what I consider much, much, you know, exponentially more severe crimes, this seems silly. Plus, you look at the, the level to which it's always been that way, but now for the first time it's kind of out, out in the forefront, the level to which the NFL and all the major sports are in bed with gambling and gambling sites and right. gambling houses. It seems ridiculous, but it's just that – I, I think they know, though, right? I think it's, it's laid out there. This is an absolute non-starter. You absolutely don't do this. So, I, th- I can – I think it – can both be true. I can think it's really stupid and really too harsh of a punishment, 
but fair because it, it's laid out that clearly? I, it's, I, it's, I think it might be both. It's Yeah, it's stupid on both sides. Right. It, you know, you – I don't know. It's just like you said. It's written out in perfect English, simple little words. Right. Don't bet on Absolutely your team, not. Period. Yeah. But, you know, we do anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well – I, I don't even know what they think. Maybe they don't even think anything. Like, well, I'm just going to bet on this, you know. I don't, I don't really know. Well, and, and that's kind of where my mind goes now because i got to find i got to be careful myself, right? Now with just an app on your phone, this thing is so simple now, you probably don't think anything of it. And in, when I lay $5 on a, on a three-game parlay, it would be the equivalent of him throwing fifteen hundred dollars. Right. It's just play. It's not even real money. You know, you put it in there. You know, you're never going to see it again. You play with the same money for a couple of years. I think it could have been that innocent. He just didn't think about it. You know, right. but but you got to know better. If you're a professional athlete, that's kind of the one thing, right? That's a one thing, at least historically. It's probably going to change. You know, you can never bet on your team. You know, I think the parlay mitigates it a little bit, but. Just, just a dumb move. I don't think there was anything major behind it, but it's a harsh punishment, but I'm guessing it's pretty clearly laid out. Yeah, no doubt. So what's the next best move that you uh, liked I don't, or disliked? I don't care which. I haven't had any I've, I've disliked. You know, I've, let's be a homer. I think the kind of the most debate at least we see around here is what do you think of Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh? I actually like like the move. local media losing their mind over this one. Well, I don't yeah, get. and I mean it, that's just getting to the point of ridiculous. It, it's nothing but but tweet fodder is basically all they're putting out there. Are oh, you know filling Big Ben's huge shoes to fill and so I've seen all kinds of nonsense. Look, they're spending basically nothing on that's Trubisky. The, I think that's the important part. The, the risk is nothing. I mean, it's it's super low. He's he's an upgrade over anybody they have. The rewards are super high because I, I still think the kid has a lot of talent. Yeah, they, they brought years. in Anthony Miller, who who they've been teammates with. They've got a little chemistry there. I forgot they had Anthony Miller. You know, they signed um bu- 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 um oh who was that James Daniels right you know big to one. bolster that offensive line. I mean, the Steelers are actually. Doing some things that, that that look like the team is going to improve over last year. It's kind of like from from my perspective, it's almost kind of like, all right, Ben's gone. Now we can do something. Right. Yeah, I think it's kind of the way Seattle was starting to feel. Feel you can't rebuild right. when you have the superstar quarterback on the big contract, and so so this is where you know. If you try, especially on Twitter, but anywhere, you try to get in this discussion with somebody, it immediately goes to, well, Mitch Trubisky stinks, and okay. and you're right, he can't fill, and he's not the long-term solution. Nobody expects him to. You've got him two years, $14 million, $7 million yeah. a year. To your point, he, he's way better no matter what. If he can tie his own shoes, he's better than, <laughs> than Mason Rudolph. Yeah. If, if he's not taking selfies of himself on the sideline when he's down 20 in the fourth quarter, he's better than Dwayne Haskins. Right. If he can get the ball over the left tackle shoulder, he's better than Ben Roethlisberger was last yeah. year. If it works out, you know, if we find out, because there, there was some thought out there that led to him being a hot name on the free agent market – 
you know, if it turns out he was just being held held up, held by, by Matt Nagy in Chicago, that he was holding him back. And what we saw in the preseason and in mop-up duty in Buffalo yesterday is the real Mitch Trubisky, then you just got a franchise quarterback for nothing. You gave, you gave away no draft capital. You spent no money. You signed him to the big deal. Now you've got two years. If it doesn't work out, you stink. You still lose. Next year's a quarterback-rich draft. Maybe Malik Willis. Maybe Kenny Pickett falls to you this year with the quarterback movement. Now that's back in play. Now you got a good bridge guy for a year or two, and you could even only play him six games this year because, again, you're not paying him anything. $7 million is pert near backup quarterback money in this league. Yeah. It's only upside. It's only upside, 100%. Anybody who thought they were going to give up three first-round picks with this Steelers organization and bring Deshaun Watson in is in idiot anybody who thought Aaron Rodgers was coming to Pittsburgh was an idiot anybody who thought Russell Wilson was coming to Pittsburgh was an idiot this is the best of a bad situation your your franchise quarterback at 20 years leaves this is what you do and this is in my mind the best bridge option you'd have to overinvest for Jimmy Garoppolo Mitch Trubisky is better than Teddy Bridgewater James he's probably more more steady, more stable. I just still prefer Jameis Winston, I think, but it, it's on that plane, right? right. Two kind of bridge guys. But tr- with Trubisky, you have the upside of he's only played a couple of NFL seasons. He's not 30 years old yet. Maybe, just maybe. He's only 27. He's that guy, right. Yeah, I mean, he'll be 28 on August 20th. So, I mean, he'll be 28 years old going into the season. Um, the seasons that he has played, he's got a 64 to 38 touchdown to interception ratio. I mean, that's not that bad no. on a Matt Nagy disaster. Right. And now, I mean, unfortunately he's coming into a Matt Canada disaster, but true. I am. Yeah. We, that's a whole nother yeah, show. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that in July. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm. But you people know, are trying to build that straw man that they brought him in to be the franchise's next quarterback. They paid him $14 million. Right, exactly. That is nothing. That is minimum wage. Come and on. And Ben Roethlisberger's no longer here. Matt right. Canada may do something different besides a 2.1-second swing pass no. to somebody. I, as a Steeler and Pitt fan, know a thing or two about Matt Canada. Well, he I know, he wants, hoping. Uh, he is of the belief that you can win every game by running 27 jet sweeps and throwing 35 wide receiver sque- screens. That's not going to change. Well, He's a dope. People can learn. I'm being optimistic here, and you know that's hard for me. I think you're just trying to argue with me. He's a dope. Do you think uh, Mitchell can hand the ball off? I would hope so. Yeah, now they have an offensive line. Yeah, he could probably do that. I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> you just want him to turn around and hand it off yep. 64 and times a game? I'm good with that. And you know what? They bring in a veteran running back, maybe a veteran wide receiver, just to bring up that average age a little bit. I think they have a solid shot. I think they should bring in Allen Robinson. Oh, that would be wonderful. I mean, they won't, but how cool no. would that be? He had a 1,000-yard season with Trubisky as yeah. quarterback in a Matt Nagy disaster. Well, I think that the Trubisky signing has Allen Robinson going, no, no, no. He yeah. goes from Blake Bortles to Allen Robinson to, to – Or he's Allen Robinson. Mitch Trubisky, I mean, to whatever that menagerie of suck they had up there last year. Yeah. So, anyway. I, I think it's a good move. I think Steelers are actually – and now it leaves them. they still got some cap room. They've got, um, 
you know, picks that they can still pick for the offensive line, some defensive help. Yeah, they and, got the corner here right before we went on the air. Yeah, that's right. So, so good there. I, I think so far the most interesting moves, anyhow, the Jaguars are going all in, man. I don't know if it's going to work, but they are going but, all in. Okay. You're mad because they left, let DJ Shark go. You no, think he's Jerry it's, Rice. It's not but. that, but they went from Shark, basically Chenault's gone. Right. You know, he's not technically yet, I don't think. And Dan Arnold at tight end to Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and Evan Ingram, and they're paying $40 million more a year. That's I think you upgraded in all of those areas, though. Zay Jones? Not Zay Jones. Well, he's one of them. Okay. Kirk, I'll give you that. I, right. I, he's, so he's actually Kirk's a little an proven. upgrade over Shark. Dan Arnold was having a good year last year before he got hurt. I like Evan, Evan Ingram, Ingram has done nothing. But the, from a potential standpoint, Dan Arnold's just another guy. He's a lunch pail guy, which I like lunch pail guys. Evan Ingram could be that dude. Yeah, and you know who else was that dude to you? And, and his name, Washington. Always getting concussions. Oh, Jordan Reed. Yeah, Jordan Reed. Well, he was he that always, dude when he wasn't concussed. Well, Evan Ingram's the same thing. He's either hurt or he drops stuff. Yeah, you, you're that dude if you weren't drunk. So, I mean, I know it's you can't always get what you want, but still. Right there, mister. Haterade. The, the thirst quencher. <laughs> Is Evan Ingram going to slide into that Zach Ertz role? That's what I'm hoping. I mean, I think that's where he belongs. Trevor Lawrence likes his tight end. I give him this. Now, now where did we get Zach Ertz role at Jacksonville? That doesn't even make any sense. Do you know who the head coach is? Yes. And where did he coach before? I get that. However... Zach Ertz is Zach Ertz. He's not Evan Ingram. Let's put it that way. Evan Ingram could be Zach Ertz no. in the right no. offense. Yeah. No. I'm telling you, he's that dude. No, he's not that he's dude. He's that dude. He is not that dude. You've got it on recording, and we'll, we'll talk about That's that. That's a well, 50-50 shot <laughs> any, any I, week. That one I'll give you. <laughs> so, so you're, you're not bullish on my Jaguars. I like that they're trying to make moves, but I, it just seems that there was so much, like, like Allen Robinson. I mean, of course, he probably wouldn't go back yeah, to Jacksonville. Why the hell would he go back? He'd be afraid they'd bring that drunk Blake Bortles back. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it just seems like you know, there's people out there that can be making plays for other than Zay Jones. And well, I, what do you pay for J- Zay Jones? Yeah, you know, all I know is seven dollars. All a, I know is the three of them make forty million dollars more than the other three. All right, and and that's ludicrous. L- ludicrous, he says. Ludicrous. They're living in fuzzy bunny land in Jacksonville. Fuzzy right bunny now. land. That's a, I think we've got a title for the show here. So what do you think? Of course, the, so the dirty hippie signs, and supposedly there's going to be no drama. In the Packers offseason, now Devontae Adams saying he refuses to sign that franchise tender. What I wonder is, I'm too dumb to understand this. It seems like you, Finkelstein, you pay attention to this. How is Aaron Aaron Rodgers making $45 million this year cap-friendly? Can you explain that to me? Because they did it all in, like, signing bonus and Uh, uh, voidable years, and there's a new term that they threw out there. 
but they essentially freed up $18 million off of what he would have been paid this year. So I did read that it ended up at what didn't end up being the four-year 200 mil that right. they originally did. Basically, three-year 150, what was it, 47 or 49 this year, 53 yeah. or 4 yep. next year. And they did say those were both fully guaranteed at signing. So yeah. are they calling that $100 million a signing bonus? Essentially, yeah. All right. Well, good thing you have a salary cap then if right. you can do that. That well, makes a lot of sense. That's like how Kansas City and Tampa Bay were doing that with signing all these like big names year after year. And they're just, to use the uh, term, kicking the can down the road. Right, yeah. So, but but the Packers still are going to have to be making some moves because there's seven million in the tank, cap space wise. Even with that quote unquote cap friendly contract, they got Devontae Adams. I don't know what that would do to him if he if he would sign. Well, it depends. I mean, he's tag. saying he's not going to well, report if that. he does not. He's not going to sign that tender if if he doesn't get a long term deal. So. Yeah, you wonder how and if they could do that. I think everyone assumed, and I'll count myself amongst them, once Aaron Rodgers was signed, sealed, delivered, it was just assumed then that Devontae Adams would happily sign and off we go. You know, you wonder if the fact that they're not offering him a long-term deal tells you that with the cap, they maybe they can't make that work. I don't know. I don't know what the reports are, but it's just – got drama on top of drama up there and even when the hippies done now now Devontae's starting well sure you knew that was going to happen yeah that that was just almost like they had it scripted <laughs> all right you get yours done and now i'm going to start yeah. causing problems right. apparently so yeah. so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out what do you think about the amari cooper basically you know, they got basically nothing for Amari Cooper and then turned around and paid Michael Gallup a boatload. I think when given the opportunity, Gallup is flashed. Now, now this is this is speaking strictly from a fantasy football standpoint, right? When, when he's had to be that number one or the number two to Cooper, he's put up numbers. I think with the emergence of C.D. Lamb, you know, now he's at number two. I can, I can see that. I, I don't know off the top of my head what Cooper's price tag was, but I'm assuming Gallup is cheaper or, or close to it. Cooper is wholly unreliable. I mean, he's a, always banged up, or so it seems, so it feels like. He puts up huge numbers when he's out right. there, though. What I found more interesting with that is they ship him off to Cleveland, and then Cleveland immediately shops and then cuts Jarvis Landry. Why can't you have two good receivers? I don't understand it. I have never, to this day, you and I have talked about it from back in the fantasy years, that in fantasy drafts even, you know, Jarvis Landry is so disrespected. Oh, all he does I is mean, catch nine balls a game. He Okay, he had a, sort of a down year last year, only about 70 catches. Yeah, he was hurt a few times. Exactly. But he's a 90 to 100 catch guy, and I just don't get it. I mean, you would think teams would clamor to have him on their oh, roster. Yeah. I, I know for me to run it back to Homerville here, I, he's not – Steelers aren't one of the teams linked to him, but man, let Juju go and oh, bring Jarvis in. That that's your slot receiver. I, I would love that. 
I would too. I don't know why. It's certainly like they're not both big number one receivers, right? Jarvis Landry has his role, and that would have worked with Amari Cooper. Now, there was a lot of rumors yesterday. Allen Robinson was going to sign with Cleveland yesterday. I don't know what became of that. That didn't happen. Haven't heard a thing about Allen Robinson. Now, that would have made sense. All right, you bring in Cooper Robinson now. Now that's too many miles to feed, too many egos to feed, but – if that doesn't happen, why can't you have both? I don't get just because OBJ and Landry didn't work out. Right. That, that that one seemed odd to me. And we'll have to keep our ears open. Apparently, Vaughn Miller rumblings going to Dallas. Right. Yeah. Um, From the Dallas area, I think. Originally. Yeah. And so I mean, they're still and they're talking about now Atlanta's in play, like you said for Watson. Okay, what does that mean for Matt Ryan? Is anybody interested in him? You know. Got to be a huge cat. Oh, there's there's a lot to settle here. This has been there fast is. and furious, but there is still a, a lot to shake out. And so, I I do like, you know, now we have this legal tampering period. Realize team teams have had eight hours to negotiate. It feels like at this point, and these massive deals are getting done. What a wank that whole thing is! Oh yeah, just let them start rolling right after the Super Bowl, and let's get rid of this farce. And it's also interesting to me. I'm looking right now the top four teams of cap space. Colts, Jets, Seahawks, Bears, 62 mil, 45 million, 42 million, 34 million. They've done nothing, really. The Bears brought in, I I can't even say his name from Cincinnati. I won't embarrass myself and try to say it, the, the defensive lineman. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Open you're right. Joby, is that right? Yeah. Okay. They. You're right. They did. But the Colts. What have they done? They've done nothing. They got rid of Carson Wentz. Yeah, that's a win in and of that's, itself, right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I agree there. But Allen Robinson or Landry should go there. Yeah. Colts. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo and Allen Robinson show up in Indianapolis with that defense and that running back. That team could do some. Get damage. rid of Hilton. Bring in Robinson and Landry. Oh, there you go. I don't even know if you need Landry. You got Pittman. True. Yeah, that's true. Boy, three would be nice, though. Yeah, but, but they got to get the quarterback. We assume it's Garoppolo going to. You would Indiana, think they've right? got to get somebody with some sort of quality. I mean, they didn't let Wentz go just thinking they were going to have a, you know, Dwayne Haskins starting no. for them or anything like that. So no, and, and Garoppolo's the last guy. I mean, he's well, the last. Winston. Well, yeah, but. Houston already said we're not trading him within the division, and I don't see the Colts giving a division rival three first-round picks. Well, he's not on Houston. Winston. Winston. Oh, Winston. Yeah. I, I heard Watson. Yeah, sorry. No, Winston. Yeah, Winston. yeah, no, Winston could – Right. that could be interesting. But, I mean, Mariota. But – That's kind of died down. Boy, New he Orleans, a, you would think, would be snapping up Winston. They have to be talking to him, right? I mean, they're not going to go with Hill, right? Well, no, I certainly don't think so. I mean, now I that mean, Sean Payton's gone, I think Sean Payton was the only person in the continental right. United States who thought Hill was an <laughs> NFL starting quarterback. I mean, I I like him. Well, I think he's fantastic. Okay, so there's two people. There's two idiots out there. I mean, I take Gardner Shall over. Shall we sell some uh, coffee? Oh, yeah, we, we could sell coffee. You cut well, a new spot today. We don't have it ready, but next week there'll be a well, well, kind of a new spot. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll try to get that complete before edit uh, all the cuss words out and before all the everything's out. But uh, we'll try to get that. But we've got a lot more. We may talk a little more NFL. We got NCAA, I want NCAA March tournament. Madness, my Christmas time. Yeah, man. When I get happy, so NCAA tournament coming up right after this. 
Let's talk about our sponsor, Dead Sled Coffee. Dead Sled Coffee strives to create a culture of acceptance and respect no matter what your level of coffee knowledge is. They are distinguished coffee for the exceptional and unconventional. They offer amazing products that do not require your dictionary or your atlas to appreciate. Feel comfortable ordering their coffee and know that it is not a crime if you do not know where the beans came from or where it was processed. They have done all the work for you, having slurped and sniffed through endless cuppings so you can just sit back and enjoy your coffee experience. Not sure what to try? Well, try some of their new signature blends, the Robert England blend, the Kiss blend, and the Cypress Hill blend. Go to deadsledcoffee.com. Use the promo code DEADSLED. 15 and take 15% off your order. DeadSledCoffee.com. And hey, tell them Fligger and Briggs sent you. All right, we are back with Chaos and Disorder. And Rick, I just wanted to, you know, kind of wanted to mention at the top of the show, but probably one, especially you guys at your age, just really getting into that attitude here. We lost Razor Ramon, you know, Scott Hall today, 63 years old. Machismo, the bad my guy. I mean, that, that, hard to take i mean that that was uh hey basically y'all. the start he just hey yo yeah basically the start of the attitude era with him and nash so and was that whole deal right there what you spent two hours before the show trying to come up with nope oh all right so there's <laughs> more to come later also <laughs> boy no because that might have been the hardest i'd ever seen you work on anything and that's what we came up with i mean it was good it was good yeah yeah, that's a that's a shame. We're we're getting to the point now where I'm old enough that now my generation of wrestlers are are starting to go and a big character and you know so instrumental in that you know NWO that WCW kind of takeover the WWF at that time and bouncing back and forth and and one of those never was e- even with his gimmicks never. Uh, one of those cartoonish gimmicks the WWF had going on back then. So, yeah, it, that, that's a shame. You hate to see it. I know. That was in just a lot of good memories from them. And, you know, like I said, you guys were probably, let's see, you probably went in high school probably. Oh, yeah, that, that was right in, my, yeah. right in my heyday when, right. I was, when I was really into it. Yeah, so that's that just sad. But uh, all right. So every time I get excited to uh, to talk about something, Rick has to lead it off with death, so that I look insensitive <laughs> by discussing what I want. But it, it's Christmas time, Rick. It's the most wonderful time of the year. The NCAA tournament is back. So Scott I guess Hall won't be able to do no, one of those brackets. Thanks. Thank you for that, <laughs> jackass. Oh, <laughs> boo! <Damn. laughs> look, look how proud he is of himself, too. I mean, too soon, too soon, Rick. <laughs> Way too <laughs> soon. <laughs> now, he said it just to piss me off, but, but apologies to the Ramon family. <laughs> did it work? <laughs> Look at him. Yes, it did work. I'm killing it. Give him another one, yeah. yeah. That's, that's two for that. <laughs> Thanks. All right, I, I hesitate to bring this up. Are we, are we going to try to do a, another bracket show bracket challenge here? Or if well, we learned I thought that he lesson. was working on it. But, oh, is he? But it took him four hours to pull that <laughs> thing pull, up. So hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> there was a two-second delay then. Hey, yo. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the button, yo. of course, didn't work the first time. <laughs> I mean, if you guys want to, um, I can work on that and get a link sent out via ESPN on a closed 
bracket. So have we learned all the lessons that we can't be hoodwinked and hornswoggled by the douche nozzles out there? Correct. All right. I'm down with it if you think we'll get any interest. Yeah. What do we put up for a prize? Oh, actually, I never told you guys this. Ooh. I got a second (laughs) from the same person. Ill-gotten $25 Amazon gift card at Christmas time. No kidding. I did. Wow. I did. So now we have... Now, I handled it better this time because I was prepared because I knew that bastard was going to do it again. <laughs> and so there's still no words exchanged, but I had a a, uh, a modest uh, liquor store gift card that, that I provided to this person. And we never acknowledged that each other did the thing. So basically, we just passed $25 back and forth. I still don't understand it. It's it's the stupidest process ever. But so now I have two ill-gotten $25 Amazon gift cards for, uh, if I'm doing my math right, if I carry the one, that is a $50, $50 in Amazon gifts. Is that sufficient, or should we add a cash prize to it? No. All right, fifty dollar, two twenty five dollar hey, Amazon gift cards to the winner. Bucks. Yeah, we we can keep help Bezos fly to space. Is he? He's the one going to space, isn't he? He already went into like orbit or yeah, whatever. On the one that looked like the wiener, or was that the other guy? I think that was the other guy. Yeah. Pretty sure that was SpaceX. No, that wasn't Bezos. Right, that's Elon. Oh, Elon. So Elon's got the wiener. Yes. All right, good. Good on him. I'm happy to hear that. All right, so put it out there. Tweet it out. We'll do all that. $50 at Amazon to buy more wiener, wiener-shaped wiener uh, space shuttles for Jeff Bezos. We'll do it. So which bracket do you want to look at first? Or what do you? how do you want to do this? I want to handle this Christmas. I want to handle this a little differently this year. Right. We can go through your bracket if you're chomping at the bit no, no, to do no, it. No, I'm just, you know. But I feel like we say every year, and it's a damn lie. It's a goddamn lie, Rick. That it's wide open. I think that's just terrible. Give, he, he should get a boo for that. That the tournament is terrible. wide open. This year, I feel like more so than I can remember, it is absolutely wide open. So here's how I categorize things, Rick. And you're not prepared for this, of course, because we don't speak other than into these microphones. And then, then we stop talking until the next week or two weeks later, three weeks, four, depending on how it goes. So what I did is I listed out every team – that would I would not be in the least bit surprised if they made the Final Four. I listed a couple of teams that may surprise you that I think have no shot of going to the Final Four, and then a list of kind of upset potential. That's where I have. So I kind of want to start with that. I want to see what if you agree with this, Rick. I have 13 teams in this 68-team field, 13 that would surprise me not in the least if they made the Final Four. I believe that. I mean, I, I've already – you know, gone through the brackets, and it's difficult. I mean, I you I wrestle around with some of these games like there's no point differential. No. It's, it's like an even game. I'm like, I, I don't even know who to take. But, yeah, I agree. Now, 13, I think that's pretty good number. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got Gonzaga, obviously. Right. Arizona. Yeah. And Kansas. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the whole and thing. And Baylor. No. We're going to get to Baylor. Okay. Well, I've got them in there. I've got Villanova, obviously, Kentucky, and Auburn, obviously. Any one of those could go. Not Duke, because you're going to yell that out. You no, keep I trying, wasn't. You keep trying <laughs> to read ahead for no, me. No, I was actually going to try to uh, contradict you if you said Duke. Yeah. Then Tennessee, Texas Tech, Wisconsin, UCLA, Iowa, 
and down on the 11 line, I would not be surprised in the least if Michigan or Virginia Tech made it to the Final Four this year. There's 13 teams who I wouldn't even go, huh, that was a surprise. 13. That's a good tournament. That sets up for a good tournament. Yeah, I'm not I'm not hot on Michigan like you are. One team I am is I do like Arkansas. Yeah. As well. Um so but but you know, okay, I swapped them out, big deal. But yeah, I it's it's tough, man. Um I think Tennessee. I really the way they the defend balls right now. The way yeah. they defend. Yeah. I worry about their scoring. Yeah, that, that's a tough matchup to get out of that bracket with Arizona with their length. Now, if, if the uh, – and I'm blanking on his name – if the point guard still banged up, still out or slowed down, although it didn't stop him winning the Pac-12 tournament. But even still, you know, that that's tough. They're so long. They block so many shots, and they score the, score the basketball. That's what everybody says on the shows now. Oh, they score the basketball. Score the basketball. It was kind of annoying me. Apparently some memo went out to all the networks. It's that That's what you call – but, but they could score the ball. and But Tennessee, the way they defend, they're on a heater. And, look, I'd say I'm, I don't think there's any question, at least in my mind, that the SEC, and it sounds weird to say, the SEC was the best conference in college basketball this year. So, so coming through and doing what they did in that tournament against that competition, th- that team's for real. They're the real deal. I'm looking at the injury report for Tennessee and – Talking about Arizona's point guard. Oh, you're Arizona. Not even looking up the right team. Uh, well, I thought you were talking about Tennessee. No, no, Tennessee. Because no, well, you said it didn't stop them from winning the SEC. I, that's. I, I thought you were talking about. Um, I believe I said Pac-12. I think you're telling yourself a story. I here, don't believe trying so. to make me look like a buffoon. Well, you are. I don't have to try. So three top seeds, Rick. That I would be surprised if they made the Final Four, and I think they're up for relatively early exits. First one being Baylor. You mentioned them. I mean, their top scorer is in danger of missing this tournament. Yeah, he may play. He's not going to be 100%. If he is, if he does play, I just said that. If he does play, he's not going to be 100%. There are fears that even as they move on, assuming they get out of the second round, that, that he may not be available that first weekend. They've just kind of looked vulnerable this year. They've looked good. I mean, good enough to get themselves a number one seed, but they look vulnerable. I think Duke. Duke Duke's looked bad. They do. For stretches, they look great. This team can't defend, and they don't score. You know, they, Christian Leitner and Grant Hill aren't walking through that door in, in Hurley. They don't score to the level you typically get from a Duke team. And if you have trouble producing, if you have stretches in games where you can't knock down shots and you don't defend well, that doesn't set up well for them. And I honestly think the pressure of this whole Coach K retirement tour nonsense is starting to get to these kids. I, I really do. I I, I think Duke's going to struggle. It, it's starting to be more about him than, right. than, you know, trying to win a last championship, one for the Gipper. It's more just about the the, the show of Krzyzewski. Um, I don't know. I mean, Duke scores. I mean, they're, you know, they score over 80 points a game. But um, it's like you said that they're they're two and zero against top twenty five teams. But you know they've lost they lost four conference games. They've only lost six. But when they lose, that seems to stick out more than right. any of the wins that they have. Right. You know, I mean that Carolina loss was was horrifying at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that was the Coach K factor. Right. You know what I mean. It, it, this just isn't one of Duke's and one of Shashevsky's typical tournament teams going in where where they're looking like the favorites. You just, you don't you don't have that there. 
And the other team for me, Reagan, this is a team three weeks ago I'd have told you I had as my favorite, as my dark horse, if they are even that, to win the tournament is Purdue. I've seen them consistently be on national TV and lose big games. All the talent in the world. This team's very good, and it's a team I'm kind of partial to. I I root for Ethan Morton, kind of the sixth man for that team. Went to my alma mater, and I'm vaguely acquainted with him. Not much, but a little bit. So I root for that team. All the talent in the world, but, man, they just look vulnerable in big games. I I don't have any better way to put it. So that's a team that would surprise me if they got there. I think they're ripe for an upset, somebody to jump up and nip them. You know, two teams that I really like, but it just so happens they play each other in the first round, is Houston and UAB. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I like both these teams, and it wouldn't shock me if UAB pulled the upset over the five-seed Houston. It's one of the more popular ones. But yeah. Houston, man, that's a tough basketball team. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I don't know what to, to do on that. It wouldn't surprise me if Houston made a run either. Um I mean, God, I think they were in the, what, Final Four, Elite Eight last year, I believe. Or was it last year they got knocked out early and it was the year before? I know I had them in my Final Four last year. That's why I'm thinking they didn't make it because I didn't do so good last year. Well, I think our producer's looking that up. He's probably going to clarify it here in just a second. I think he's doing – he's putting together the Chaos and Disorder Bracket Challenge as, as directed. I thought he was supposed to do that, like, off show hours, you know. No, no, we do show business on the show. Duh. <laughs> God, <laughs> that's just pathetic. So, oh, hold on, I got to get to that one. I, I had the sandwich ad up. Now, you know, here we are, boy, talk about awkward. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that, that's just pathetic. You, you threw me a curveball. I wasn't ready for that one. You don't usually do that. All right, so so you mentioned UAB Houston. You know, looking at the games most ripe for upsets, I think the most obvious one, the one everybody's picking, and I think for good reason, is uh, South Dakota State over Providence. You know, I don't like that one. I like Providence. I, I think Providence, oh, Providence is, is great. I mean, that Big East was good this year. Look how many teams they got in, and they won the Big East, not the tournament. They got trucked it by who was a Creighton. I believe in the was it cra- yeah. Big East tournament. I just got bludgeoned, but I, I tend to throw out early failures in a conference tournament. You know, one thing I wanted to hit on, and I'm kind of glad you brought that up about the tournament. Also, oh, we're done uh, talking about San no, Diego. State. No, no, I want to get back to them. <laughs> but before we forget, these conference tournaments, the West Coast has it perfect. Everybody in Vegas. Well, no. Besides oh. that, you have, and I forget what it is. I think it's. 10 teams, I think. You have 8-9 play and 7-10 and play. Then those two winners play 4-5. and five. Those two winners go up and play, or when it, there's 5-6, and six, I guess. Then they go up and play 3-4. and four. One and two don't have to play till the semifinals. They're just hanging out. Yeah, so there's no big upset where somebody like from a one of these conferences that are kind of borderline, you're not going to get a whole lot of teams in, they're not going to, you know, take that early loss and say, well, you know, it was a bad loss, and they're out. I mean, I really like that. I like that for the one-bid leagues. I wouldn't want to see that in the ACC tournament. I wouldn't want to see that in the Big East tournament. In the multi-team, multi-bid leagues, I just just play it out. I want to see the up, upset. <sighs> Somewhat, but look at the ACC. Well, yeah, they were bad. My God, year. they were horrible But that's an year. anomaly. I mean, that's not good. Is it? Yeah. Or, or do you see a trend? 
Well, I think the other conferences are getting better. The transfer portal changes a lot of things, but it's the ACC. You right. Know, North and Carolina is still going to be able to recruit. Duke's still going to be able to recruit, even when Krzyzewski's, Krzyzewski's gone. Basically, everybody but Pitt's going to be able to recruit. I, I bring up, you know, still a decent team. Indiana, since Bobby Knight. Not a whole lot. No. Carolina, not. without Dean Smith until Roy Williams showed up. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, they're going to have to get some huge big name and i don't even know who's out there anymore really well it, it's new guys we're kind of seeing a turnover it's true. You know? god who was it um somebody there was a college i just heard it just the other day trying to get rick patino 75 years old or whatever he maryland. is maryland yeah maryland from iona mm-hmm. i mean why oh I i'd s- take him at pit in a heartbeat now well at pit, i'd take Finkelstein a pit. (laughs) (laughs) They won't even have to pay me. All right, South Dakota State Providence. You don't see that one happening. No, I like Providence. See, when I look for upsets, this bothers me that this is the most obvious one, so everybody's going to do it, so it's probably not going to happen. When you're looking for, I hate the term, but we'll we'll use it. When you're looking for Cinderella, I keep wanting to call them San Diego State. South Dakota State is the team you're looking for. Give me a 30-year, 30-win team yeah, with good guard play. How about a team that hasn't lost since December, so obviously went perfect in their conference, so they're on a heater. How about they shoot the three over 40% and shoot 50% from the floor? I mean, that, that's a team. Come on. That's a team. Providence is a nice team. That's a team that can come in. They're veteran-laden. They've won 30 games. They know how to win. In my mind, they win this game, and it's not even an upset. I'll go along with that. If if South Dakota State wins, it's not that huge of a surprise. Just in my mind, I just like what I've seen from Providence. You know, 25 and 5, 14 and 3 in conference. Uh, I think they're like 4 and 5 and 2 against top 25 teams. Um, it just seems like a nice, solid team. They, they've built a good program there. And, you know. I like to see one of those two teams make a decent run. Yeah. To be honest, with you. I think I think South Dakota State could be one of those teams that they could make that miracle run to the Elite Eight. Another team that I think could do it, and I hate the matchup because I agree with you. You already brought them up is Arkansas. Right, but that Vermont team that is a tough, tough draw. When you look at Vermont, they shoot it well. They defend like crazy. They allow right at right at sixty points a game, and they're old, right? They're all fourth and fifth year guys. You know, Vermont they play a good brown round a good brand of basketball. You know, they they can come in there. That's another one that I don't think is an upset. Now, I think Arkansas also they are talented enough and dynamic enough. They could go on a run towards the final four. That being said, they might not get out of the first round. That Vermont team, that's one I didn't pick that one. I didn't have the guts to do with it, but that Vermont team, I, I hate that draw for Arkansas. Well, these are cut, these are the games, when, and we've seen it. You know, you and I have been doing this for years and years. You see some of these teams get upset or, better yet, say like a, a number four seed Arkansas wins in a squeaker by, say, one over Vermont. And then all of a sudden they start trucking people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, you see that it's almost like, okay, we got – that out of the way there's there's nothing i don't know sometimes i think they stay tight 
against teams they should beat. Well, but I don't. Think I don't know Vermont's that they should. One of them. No, That's I don't. The I don't think they should beat Vermont. Yeah. Vermont's a big boy team and a little boy conference. Yeah, is who I they agree. Are. That's what I'm saying. I don't think. That's going to happen to Arkansas. I think, you know, look, we know what these guys are about. Yeah. They've been there. So let's go to your final four, Ray. Who is Rick Briggs' final four? My final four, I got Arizona. I have Tennessee. Or no. You most certainly don't. No, I don't. I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong bracket. I have – see, I don't even have it in front of me here. I have, oh, Auburn. No, I have Kansas. I'm sorry. God, I'm looking at the wrong bracket. Hey, two out of four ain't bad. Keep <laughs> yeah, trying. No kidding. Um, surprise, surprise, I do not have Duke. I have Texas Tech. Ooh. Upsetting Gonzaga to get to the Final Four. And I have Kentucky. I think everybody has Kentucky, which has me questioning. But I, I think they're that good. And they got the best draw. They got the best draw out of anybody. Yeah. I think they have the easiest run out. I told you how I feel about Baylor. Yeah, I don't believe you – know, I think Virginia Tech. I got Virginia Tech running out to the Sweet 16 with them. We see that every year now that they have these play-in games with the, with the, with the large – with the Power 6 conferences teams coming out there. I think UCLA takes out Baylor. So, I don't even think Kentucky much gets challenged until they take on UCLA in the Sweet 16. I got Gonzaga. They're the best team in the, in the country. Now, one year they're going to break right. out. You know, I don't know if it's this year, but but they they got a pretty clean run, really. You they know, won in my what, mind, two in the last one, two what? They've won the title. They most certainly have not. Sure, they have. Your your, your college basketball knowledge is astounding to me today. They've made the Final Four. They made the championship game. If they make it this year, that'll be three in the last five years. They have not won a title. I like how you're Googling like I'm hmm. wrong about this. I, I'm insulted by that, I Rick. don't care if you're insulted or not. Shit <laughs> <laughs> like that would ever bother me. Um, yeah, okay, man. See, I thought they had won a couple uh, years ago. Think in one hand and you know what you do in the other and let me know what feels up slap you on the back. <laughs> how do you feel about St. Mary's? I, I like them because everybody on the floor looks like they're in their mid-30s. Right. And so, so they're always formidable. Yeah, they really are. They're, they look like that classic high school team. Yeah. They played two different sports. Like, nobody really looked like a basketball player. No, and, and, and you don't want to play them. I mean, I, look, I think that's a team that, that could get on a run. I really do. But to have to play, you know, who would they have? That's, they'd have UCLA in the second round, yeah. right? I mean, I think UCLA underseeded at a number four. You know, they brought back essentially if it wasn't actually the entire starting five from a Final Four team last year. UCLA lately, I mean, you know, the last 20 years, they seem to be – they never seem to be a high seed, even though some of the teams yeah. look pretty doggone strong. And Pac-12 get, get disrespected. Arizona had to win 29 games this year to earn that number one seed. But, I mean, this is a team that, that came out of that. If I'm not mistaken, they come off of that 11 line last year, ran it all the way to the Final Four, and were within a whisker of making it into the into the championship yeah. game. So, so I, I, don't re, I don't even remember how we go. Oh, you were talking about St. Mary. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, uh, you're not going to be surprised, right? I mean, they beat Gonzaga. They beat the right. best team in the country. You're not going to be surprised if they beat anybody 
they don't strike me as the team that can put six of those together. Right. I, I think is where I'm at with them. I think anybody could get them, but I think they could get anybody too. But they are fun to watch because it's plotting. They all look old. They all have weird hair. And yeah. The uniforms are generic. I mean, it's just I, I really like them. Old, yeah, old. disgruntled, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. they're all half bald. Yeah. They do all look disgruntled yeah, too. Yeah, they yeah. just, yeah, they fit right down here in the studio oh, with us. Yeah, with yeah, we bring them in absolutely. So Gonzaga, Kentucky, I got Tennessee. I got Tennessee taking out Arizona. Just the way we defend. I already talked about that. We kind of, and and I got Kansas. I got can. How is a number one seed and a number one seed being Kansas? Kind of the one team that nobody's talking about. If you notice, everybody's picking Arizona and Gonzaga, and rightly so. They're probably the best two teams in the country right now. I think Arizona might even be better than Gonzaga on the run they're on and what they're doing this season. And Kansas has somehow just quietly, right, just quietly gotten a number one seed. Look, they they got a couple tough matchups. You know, one that a lot of people are picking and I like is Iowa. You know, Iowa, they can put up 120 any day of the week, but – but exactly. But it's Kansas, right? You right. know, I, I think they got a tough draw. So then I, I got uh, I got Kansas beating Tennessee. I got Kentucky beating Gonzaga. So I'm setting up ten years ago to the day the last time the Final Four was in New Orleans. The championship game was Kentucky and Kansas. And I think Kansas gets this one. I think just quietly they're doing it the right way. They're they're big. They're strong. They can shoot. They're, they're Kansas. And, and somehow they're flying under the radar. And I, I think that works out for them. So I'm going – it, it seems the name's chalk, but it feels like I'm going against the grain and picking Kansas to win this whole thing. Although, like I said, there's 13 other teams that I would not be surprised if they won this whole thing. Yeah, I mean. I wanted to pick Tennessee desperately. Desperately. But I'm just, they're, they're not quite that. 28 and 6. They're ranked 6th in the country. Or, or the, they're ranked, basically. 6 and 4 against top 25. They're 2nd with the strength of schedule, which is very important. Right. And they've averaged almost 80 points a game. Yeah, that nobody's talking about them. Yeah, nobody. Right. Well, I, I am. What do you as the first number one strength of schedule? That that would be interesting to see that if, if they're even in the tournament. But I'm trying to think, is everybody who plays those big? It's got to be Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, or Michigan. It might be Michigan actually, which which would tell you why why they got in with. Well, here's the thing. Michigan is a tournament team based on talent and based on all the computer rankings and everything they do. I agree with that. But I think just based on the smell test, just looking at that record, I don't think they should have got in. Just Michigan, saying, look. You're, Michigan's third. Okay. Yeah. So Duke, but I don't have a list. I'm just going. Oh, okay. You can pull up a team on the brackets and it tells you. Yeah, I bet you it's got to be Duke, Kentucky. The, the, the ones that play, they all play each other in the, in the preseason tournaments. I'd be willing to bet. Maybe even Michigan State could be possible yeah i mean i don't know i, I kind of like that kansas pick too that's uh, you know what duke's strength of schedule is hmm. 58 you know what i didn't factor in how bad the yeah, ACC, acc is, is terrible year. i mean they're playing pit and i mean louisville stunk the nc state was no good you know wakes nothing i i just i can't believe like i mean for a while there wake looked like they were going to be about a three seed and then they played themselves right out of the tournament yeah if this chart's right, it goes Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, Auburn. Those are the top five. Top five what? Strength of schedule. Oh, well, I'm pulling up strength of schedule on – well, it could be 
different, you know, method. I don't know. But uh, you sure you didn't pull up football? I did pull up football. That's <laughs> not what we're talking about. And you thought I was stupid. Well, I yes, yes, I do. However, we'll there wait. are different levels. Tennessee probably ought to sell some Tennessee, Tennessee's yeah. one. Yeah, Tennessee. I then Kentucky. Yeah, in Kentucky. So I got three of the four. That's not Baylor. bad. Baylor? Yeah, Kansas. I guess Big 12. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Michigan. Yeah, that's what you said, five. Yeah. I was all over it. All right, let's sell us some sandwiches. What are we going to talk about when we come back? I don't know. We'll find something. Oh, I do have some Rick Briggs tweets if we want to do that. It's a smaller one, but I got some. Everybody likes those, right? No. You're no-selling me again. All right. More of his bullshit sandwiches right after this. We would like to take this opportunity to tell you about our sponsor and friends, The Chop Shop in Butler, Pennsylvania. The Chop Shop is leading the way in the western Pennsylvania area for good eats. With fresh menus, great specials, in-house made desserts, and the recently added iced tea, lemonade, and milkshake bar, you are sure to find something to fulfill that craving or hankering, and even a little something extra for that sweet tooth. Yep, they even have gluten-free and vegetarian options as well. You know, between Facebook, Google, Yelp, and TripAdvisor, they average 4.7 out of 5, and that's over a 10-year span, so they are consistently killing it. You can check them out on Facebook, but also at ChopShopButler.com. Or do yourself a favor and visit them at 108 North Main Street, Butler, Pennsylvania. And tell them Flieger and Briggs sent you. All right, welcome back into Chaos and Disorder. It hasn't felt very chaotic or disorderly today. Did you happen to see, and and I I never even knew they had this thing. It was apparently from, I don't know, they, I don't know when, it, from when to when, but the most popular golfer. DeChambeau. No, he was fifth. Gross. But, okay, Phil Mickelson was leading. In fact, actually tweeted out saying he was so thankful that he won it. Oh, I did see that. But he yeah. didn't win it. But did you see... Tiger Woods got the most popular. Yeah. He got $8 million. <laughs> Just for being voted most Phil popular. Phil Mickelson got six. <laughs> and, and it goes down like Well, if anybody needs it, it's the Woods and Mickelson well, yeah. family. Yeah, I mean, you know, so Bubba Watson was 10th. Bubba Watson was the 10th most favorite golfer. <laughs> he got $3 million bucks. His name's Bubba. <laughs> it's ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> Ludicrous, I and, say. And how many rounds did Tiger Woods play in 2021? None. And still made $8 million. Yeah. That's okay. awesome. That's good. Oh, That's good. and probably a whole lot more than that. Uh, I'm happy to see the Woods estate kept yeah. whole. You yeah, know, exactly. that, That's good. I was worried about it. I was, too. I mean, good thing he got the stimulus check earlier. Well, you yeah, know? you got you to get that. You got to <laughs> get that stimulus, absolutely. So I think we, we got a couple minutes. I think it's always good. The shorter okay. one. That's the, that was the original one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We, we found it. We found it. It's time for Rick Briggs tweets. I like it. It's a short one. You here's. I, can I have an ask of you? What? Make an ask of you. 
Yes. Quit tweeting memes all the time. That doesn't fit into the segment on the show. No, Until no. we go video. But it makes you angry. Well, first of all, you're 114 years old. You shouldn't be sending memes. Memes. Memes is right. Isn't Memes. It? Gifs, gifs, none of that stuff. Use your <laughs> words. Use your words, Rick. Use does that your upset words. you? It does. Oh, it does. I don't good. care for it. Good. So, so we'll start out. Uh, we'll Meme start out City. slow and work our way in. Like I said, there's only four this week. <clears throat> From Rick Briggs at Chaos and Disorder on Twitter. Just play for second. Yeah. Don't know what that means. Obviously, because you don't pay attention to anything. I'm good with second. Give me that check. Yeah. Hey, you get six million bucks when you finish <laughs> well, yeah. second here. Yeah, if, if you can. Uh... <laughs> From Rick Briggs. At least you beat one, which is the loneliest number. That was awful philosophical. Yes, exactly. Thank you. This sounds more like Rick Briggs, and I quote, let it bleed. Yeah. I don't know in what context you could be saying that. And my personal favorite, that if we allowed context, I'd be interested in, but that's against the rules. Only thing to worry about is tripping over headstones. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Awesome. This is the brilliance you get over at Chaos and Disorder on Twitter. Yeah. But but the meme meme game is strong, as the kids would say. Meme game. I'm I'm impressed. Thanks. You're quite welcome. Now again, I feel like we do this. I just every I week. like this series because I or the segment because I like the music. It's just such a happy <laughs> tune. That would fit right in with it's Fuzzy Bunny a, Land. Funny Buzzy Land. Yeah. Where did we get this? I don't even remember. You know, it, it faintly is reminiscent of the Gong Show and it had Gene Gene the Dancing Machine. Oh, I'm, I'm not familiar. <laughs> oh, look it up on YouTube. It, it's hysterical. Gene Gene the Dancing Machine. Chuck Barris was classic. If you don't know who Chuck Barris is, he was a wild man. Is that the same as Chuck Berry? No. Chuck Daly? No. Chuck Closer. Barris. Hmm. I heard this thing the other day. I got to start watching. I don't watch the NBA, but I got to start watching that NBA on TNT show with, with Shaq and Charles Barkley. They had this debate. I think this was a couple years ago. I just found it on Twitter where Shaq postulated he might be the 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 best thing on broadcast television in the United States right now where they were having a debate of which was closer i think they're in where are they at atlanta new york they're on the east coast somewhere atlanta. yeah which was closer to where they were california or the moon <laughs> and shack's take was when i walk out of the studio i can see the moon i can't see california the moon's got to be closer <laughs> I see that's that is quality programming yes, right there. And how do you support that yeah. fact? No, I don't have to. I can see you the moon. <laughs> can you see California? No. Uh, but I promise you, you go outside of this studio, you're going to see the moon. It's right there. To the moon. That that's profound. It is. It's blown my mind ever since. Wasn't one of his nicknames Big Socrates? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As an homage to Bill and Ted. Yeah. And he, he, uh, my mind just went blank. Never mind. Go ahead with your Bill and Ted. Uh, next, I was going to go, did you see the LeBron play from last night? No, no. What did he do? Where he hucked the ball directly at somebody that was completely defenseless on the floor. <laughs> like it was going out of bounds. He jumped for it and just 
rifled it at this guy. <laughs> as long as it was a basketball play, I thought he just had another no, hissy no, fit. No, <laughs> no, he wasn't all winoed out. Because he kind of does that now. I'm wondering. Yeah. I, I hate talking about people's uh, – why does my mind keep going Well, it's getting old. Legacy. It's Legacy. getting old. Well, I, I am tired of the, the hillbilly philosopher that, that LeBron James has become. He's not a hillbilly, but I always like the phrase hillbilly philosopher. That you think it, the same thing's happening to him that happens to every rock star, everybody who has great, immense, world-bending talent in one thing and a bottomless pit of money, now all of a sudden thinks they're smarter than everybody yeah, else now. they're an expert you know, in I, every facet I of your life. I didn't graduate high school, but I've made $7 billion, so now I'm the smartest guy in the room. No, you're not. You're a good basketball player. You're, you're a great media personality. But beyond that, you're kind of a dullard. Shut up. You, you know what I right. mean? But but we, you see it with everybody, every rock star thing, you know, every hipster rock star. They, they know everything. I hate that. I agree. Well, well, we actually agreed on something. How about that? That is that's well, I tell you, it's a great show. About the only person, professional athlete that I would listen to, is if I was building my house and Andrew Luck said that that angle was wrong. Why? Because he's has like a master's in engineering. Oh, yeah, he he did seem kind of nerdy, so I get that. Can I end the show on something misogynistic? Real quick question for you, though. Oh, it's a right. trivia question. Oh, good. Who can name? A Bears quarterback that has thrown for 4,000 yards or more. Has there ever been any? No. Is, is this, this a, a trick career? question? Is it's a, a trick question. <laughs> I sniffed you right yeah. out. Yeah. I that's sniffed why, and cupped. Or what's that I thing you say I in the commercial? I didn't get my little thing out. I was going to say, what, for a career? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have been funny. Yeah, I know. That's too bad. You need to be quicker on that. Quicker on the draw. And $20 million for Amari Amer- Cooper. Twenty mil? Yep. Wow. Seems like a lot. It does. You, you get scheme. seven really good games out of them, though. Yeah. But if that's he, only, what, two well, and a half that mil a game. If, if Baker Mayfield's shoulder's okay and he's not running for his life and getting murdered. Might be Deshaun Watson running for his life and getting murdered. Do you think? You think well, I think they do it. Oh, I think they do it. And, and Mayfield probably is somebody that Houston says, eh, you know, we can live with this guy yeah. for a couple of years. Yeah, he couldn't hurt he anything. A, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good possibility. Is Oklahoma close to Houston? Probably close enough. Yeah, Oklahoma's right above Texas. Closer than Cleveland. Oh, yeah. And they like him in Oklahoma. I think that's the last place they like Baker Mayfield. I do like the commercials, though. Yeah, Baker's House or whatever it is, at home with Baker Mayfield. The one where he's putting the nacho cheese in the kids' uh, trick-or-treat bags, that made me laugh. Yeah. No, that's just funny. Just uh, good you're comedy. chortling, I'm sure. I, I do chortle. Yes. So I'm going to end the show misogynistically. And I'm going to to couch it to make sure everybody knows. I am a basketball fan. I am a girls basketball coach in, in, in many different avenues. And I do watch the women's NCAA tournament, too. Not with the, with the vigor and enthusiasm with which I watch the men's, but I do watch the women. So ESPN, as, as only they can do, decided this year, in the name of equity, and they made sure you knew this is why they did it. They did the they did the selection show for the men, and then this year they moved the selection show for the women, which was fine. That that's fine. Do it all on Sunday. Nobody cares. And then afterwards, the most fun part for me 
is you get the selection show and then the ESPN show with, with Dickie V and, and with uh, Billis and all of those guys. They come in and they start and they break down the bracket game by game right there. Well, this year, in the name of equality, and the, I know this because they kept saying that. Well, <laughs> this year, historically this year, we're doing this dumb show that only Rick Flieger watches in the name of equity, we are combining the men's and the women's, you know, selection show. And, and, and equality, and equality. They had this weird-looking little racially ambiguous guy hosting it. I don't even know who he was, but it said the word equality seven times. And I got to the point where, do you ever, do you ever know somebody who says, I don't want to sound racist, but, and now you yeah. know something racist is about to come out of his mouth? Right. right, that's what this show felt like, in the name of equality. So what they do, they talk about a game or two or talk about a seed line or two and then just pivot to the women and then pivot back and it, it was awkward and it was clunky and it made no sense and they kept beating you over the head with in the name of equality in the name of equality no first of all it has nothing to do with equality number one it has to do with virtue signaling which is all espn really cares about number two you really want to look at it take a guess rick or you probably already know who covers the ncaa women's championship from from tip to tip ESPN. Yeah. This is what you're doing. You're trying to sell your product and use the men's audience to bring them in. And like I said, this isn't about a women's basketball thing for me. I coach women's basketball. I will watch the women's tournament when it's not up against the men's tournament. But this nonsense, this handry, ESPN twisting itself in knots to be just the most socially conscious sports network in the history of the world. Shut up. It pissed me off. I had no patience for it. And I'll tell you what. I would have watched your show with the weird racially ambiguous guy and Rebecca Lobo and everybody else who they had on the panel at a separate time that I was trying to watch Jay Billis and Dickie V talking about the men's tournament. Don't mash them all together like a bunch of idiots and then try to cram equality down my throat because you were trying to sell ads for your women's tournament coverage. All right, I feel better. That's all I have. Should we get out of here now? I think we could probably go ahead and do that. All right. Yeah. Wait, you did the no-selling son of a bitch today. I mean, you said it all. There, it's, that P in ESPN is politics anymore. That's <laughs> it all it that. stands I for. I was wondering where you were going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could have been loaded. So, What do you think, 50-50 shot we're back next week? I don't know. We, we got new equipment. That's true. Um, same producer, though. Could this one has Same beard. <laughs> That's what I worry about. This one's got a big yellow button. Oh, push it. See what happens. <laughs> no, no, not till we're done. All, All right. right. Well, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, at Chaos and Disorder on Twitter, Chaos and Disorder Pod on Facebook. Check out the the uh, show archives, AsylumFantasySports.com. Don't forget that one. And, of course, email the show. I think we bring back the mailbag. So email the show next week, Briggs Blue Haired Booty Bonanza at AOL.com. Until next time, we'll see you. This shit stinks. <laughs> Take care. I like that it's at AOL. You've got mail. Also, breaking news that Devontae Adams was offered a deal that would easily make him the highest paid wide receiver in history. And turned it down, I presume? Nope, they're just working out the oh, details. Oh, okay. Well, good. Well, considering what Christian Kirk's getting, he's probably going to be making <laughs> $80 million a year. Well, yeah, Christian Kirk's, what, top five now? Top three. six? Top three? Yeah. Ridiculous. Also, if you're still listening, Chaos and Disorders 
uh, group is up. You're only allowed one entry per user. Mm -hmm. It is locked. Locked! After the, which again, this season I had to change it. So it still defaults to just wide open and you can adjust the whole time. Um, I wonder whatever happened to that douche nozzle. I'd like to run into him again. We're going to have to put the link up there or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to tweet it out feverishly. Instead of sending memes of Led Zeppelin and Western movies, tweet the link out. But you should be able to find it. It's just Chaos and Disorder as the group name. If you really want the number, it's 9370036. And I'm sure they're all sitting there anxiously with their notepads waiting on that number. Or for you to tweet it out and they can just click on it. Pull the music is ending. we got to go. Quick, quick, quick. Hasta luego. Bye, horse.